Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. In Luke chapter 4 is where we're going to be today. In Luke chapter 4 verse 1. It says, then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. When he came to the water, he, he would be something new. It's the same as Jesus. I mean, you think about this. Philippians chapter 2 tells us that even though he was in the form of God, did not consider Robert to be equal with God, he made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a servant coming in the likeness of man and being found in the pres- in the image of a man or the I can't remember the word he he humbled himself to be a servant and and even to death the death of the cross. So this is what Jesus did. He laid aside his deity when he came into Mary's womb, he became a man, came through the water of childbirth and became a man, laying aside his deity. Now he's gone through the water of baptism into his ministry to become what God had called him to be, dying to who he was. And I think that that's significant. It reminds me of the Scottish missionary, James Chalmers, who was taken to the shores of New Guinea. He was, he was, he was tenacious about his, his love for Jesus. He wanted to share the, the, the love of Jesus with these cannibalistic tribes. And as they got there, the ship's captain became fearful. And, and he, he begged him, don't do it. Don't go to that island. Do not get off on that shore. They will kill you and they will eat you. And James Chalmers looked at him and he said, it's okay. We died before we came here. We died before we came here. And, and so too, Jesus would die before he entered into this ministry. He would die before he went into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And so too, we must die as Christians. But notice, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit that was driving him there. We come to crisis no different. We die, as a sim- and our symbolism is the same as we are baptized. We are being buried with Christ, and we come out of the water, and we are to live in newness of life, filled with the Holy Spirit and, and resurrection power in our lives. And so the baptism being the burial and coming out of the water, representing the resurrection. And then to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's just like Paul would say to the Galatians in Galatians 2.20. He says, I am crucified with Christ, yet I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is what the Christian life is supposed to be. In verse 2, it says, In being tempted for 40 days by the devil, and in those days he ate nothing, and afterwards, when they had ended, he was hungry. 
This is interesting to me. Here we see Jesus led by the Spirit into the wilderness, and he was tempted. However, Matthew gives us a, a different perspective. Actually, this is what Matthew says. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. Notice that? To be tempted by the devil. When, when the devil tempts us, God has a purpose in it. The devil never tempts you beyond what you are able that God will not make a way out, right? We know that from Paul's letters to the Corinthians. We, we, can, we will always have a way past the temptation. But we also know that God is not going to allow temptation, or there is, rather, there is no temptation that's going to come upon us that is not allowed by God. Now, I want you to know this. This is important to understand as Christians, that temptation is not sin. You can't stop temptation to come into your head any more than you could stop somebody from blaspheming in your presence. You can push that person away and say, hey, I don't want to hear that, or you can walk the other direction, but you can't, you can't stop temptation any more than you can stop a five-year-old from squirting you with a squirt gun. It's going to happen. It's what you do after that that's important. It's what you do with the temptation. I think a lot of times the enemy will tempt us. He'll say, oh, look at that, or do that, or what do you think about that? And then all of a sudden you're thinking about that, and then he says, you awful Christian, I can't believe you think something like that. And we feel condemned because we have a temptation. No, temptation is not that initial feeling. It's the dwelling on it, maybe, or maybe it's the acting upon it. And so we have to understand temptation itself is not sin. But we also have to understand that God allows this in our lives for our perfection. Remember, there's always not just the, the, to know God and the power of His resurrection, but there's also the fellowship of His sufferings to be conformed into the image of His death. Not something we often want to think about. Certainly that was the case with Job. Remember Job, he was a man from the land of Uz, he had 10 kids, beautiful, wonderful kids. He was a righteous man. That's what the Bible tells us, a righteous man who, who loved God, shunned evil. He did everything that he was supposed to do. And, and even more so, he would sacrifice for his kids. Whenever they would have a party at their house, he would take 10 bulls and he'd sacrifice them because just in case one of the kids said something flippant, blasphemed or, or something, he would sacrifice for all of his kids, a, a, a wonderful man. But then the, this, the second scene in Job kind of shows us this glimpse into heaven where God's sitting there and all the angels are presenting themselves before God and Satan is amongst them, the Satine. It's chilling. It doesn't give us his name, it just tells him he's the accuser, the Satine. We don't even know Satan's name. I think the Bible actually leaves it out so that we would not think of him or, or even give him any honor. Of course, Lucifer just is a title as well, the shining one. There's no name for this being, just he is malevolent and he's hateful. And, and as he'd come on the scene and God would see him there, he would say, hey, just this casual conversation, like, hey, what's up? Hey, where you been? And Satan would say, I've been roaming across the face of the earth to and fro. And this is, this bothers me a little bit that, that God did this, but he, he says, have you considered my servant Job, a righteous man who loves God, who shuns evil? There's none like him on all the earth. 
And Satan says, ha, but does Job love God for nothing? I, I guarantee you, you, you've blessed him so much. I guarantee you, if you took everything away from him, he would curse you to your face. He doesn't really love you, God. He'd curse you to your face. Plus, you put a hedge about him. I can't, I can't get near him. And God said, all that he has is in your hands. Now, it's not like, it's not like Satan takes that opportunity and says, okay, I'm going to take away his kids first, then I'm going to take away his finances, then I'm going to take, no, he in one blow, Satan mercilessly takes everything from this man and, and just robs him of his children, of his livelihood, of everything that means anything to him was immediately taken from Job. And what did Job do? He tore his clothes, he put on sackcloth and ashes, he put dust on his head, or ashes on his head, and he said, naked I came into this world, and naked I will return. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God has given, God has taken away. Blessed be his name. Wow. And then we, we switch to the heavenly scene again, and there's Satan coming in amongst the angels and God, and you have to understand God's sarcasm here. Where you been, Satan? Roaming to and fro across the face of the earth. And then God, and this is, this is so crazy. God says, have you considered my servant Job? There's none like him on all the earth. A man who loves God and shuns evil. A righteous man. He says, skin for skin, Satan says. Skin for skin. A man get, will give all that he has for his flesh. But you let me touch his flesh, and surely he will curse you to his face. God says, you have incited me to inflict Job without cause. But go ahead. Go ahead. But don't kill him. And so what is, what is, what does God, what does Satan do? Satan immediately flicks Job from head to toe with boils. Now you have to understand that the, he couldn't touch Job's flesh. And so that way, for that matter, he could not touch Job's wife because the two are one flesh, right? And so here's Job's wife. And, and by design, he inflicts Job with these boils, but not his wife. And so what is his wife left to think? She looks at Job and she's like, was this you? Did you do this to me? Did you sin? And, and, and now God has taken away my children? Job, you just need to curse God and die. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991. Or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening. And remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.